We have our congregational meeting after service today, so the message today is going to be shorter and more reflective than normal. Uh, I think today is a good day to do that. Today is the third week of Advent, and uh, this whole month we are waiting, but we're not just waiting. We are actively anticipating the Lord's arrival. Christmas teaches us that the Lord arrives. Advent teaches us how to wait well for when he does arrive. And so you may have noticed we have a different color candle today. It's a different color candle. Uh, Advent candles are all purple. They're all purple. Uh, They represent prayer. They represent uh, waiting. They represent penance of the season. Uh, But they're all purple except for for one candle. Uh, And of course, the white one, which is a Christmas Eve uh, candle. But the the third one is a rose-colored candle. It's a pink candle because... Uh, Today is what is known across the Christian world as Gaudet Sunday. Uh, It is the week of Gaudet, Latin for joy. This is the week of joy. It is the week of joy. Um, Today is the day where we can get a little giddy about Christmas. Christmas is coming. Uh, It's getting close. And now we are halfway there. We are halfway to Christmas. So, uh, All the way back in the ninth century, uh, the church said, let's have a day where we can all get excited and rejoice at the fact that the Lord is indeed coming to us. It's a celebration of joy. It's the reason we're having an Advent feast after uh, today, because we are celebrating the fact that the Lord is indeed coming to visit us. Uh, He came to visit the world. He's coming back to visit the world, and he's coming to visit this church, and he's coming to visit you. And we celebrate that today. Jesus is arriving. It is a day of joy. So although uh, the message today will be a little more reflective than anything, we are still people of the scriptures. And so there will not be a Sunday where we will not look into the scriptures. We will be in Luke chapter 2, 8 through 20 today. There's Bibles in front of you or under you. If you don't have a Bible, take that one home. If you want to study the Bible together, reach out to me and we'll schedule a time together. Luke 8, or sorry, Luke 2, 8 through 20. Today, we're just going to celebrate what the Lord has done, is doing, and is going to do among us as a church family. And then we're going to eat together as a family, okay? Luke 2, 8 through 20. In that region, the region of Bethlehem, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary 
in Joseph and the child laying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known to what had they made known what had been told to them about the child, and to all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising God for all that they had heard and all that they had seen as it had been told to them. The Lord is born in Bethlehem. God has arrived. As the angel said, this is a great joy for all people. Why? Because Jesus shows up. Incarnation has happened. The hypostatic union has happened. God has now spoken, and what God has to say is Jesus. God says Jesus. God has visited us. And now here is where I will begin to reflect a little bit on the joy of God visiting. Almost a whole year ago, um, I don't know exactly what day it was, but I'm pretty sure it was either the 19th or the 20th of December of last year. 19th or 20th of December last year. Uh, Yes, Christmas was coming. It was just four or five days away. Uh, But... Uh, it wasn't really a very exciting time for me. Uh, Honestly, uh, it wasn't a very good year for me. Twelve months earlier, in January or early December, I began the process of looking for a church to serve as pastor. Uh, And seven months before that, so in May, something like that, I finished my master's degree. So uh, I had a full year of job boards, of applying to, to certain, uh, to all kinds of churches, actually. Uh, I was willing to take almost any kind of position, uh, looking for the next big thing for me, looking for the next big thing for my family. Uh, and so I looked earlier into my computer this week, and I have 22 saved cover letters. 22 saved cover letters. That's just the ones who wanted cover letters, okay? 22 saved cover letters. One out of those 22 applications produced an interview. One interview. So out of those, uh, you could say my stats weren't very good. Uh, One out of 22 is actually pretty bad. One out of 22 uh, is so bad, actually, that it will make you question whether what you're doing is the right thing to do, right? Right? Uh, One out of 22 will make you wonder if doors aren't opening for an actual reason. And so I kept hearing from professors. I kept hearing from fellow uh, students who finished their degrees along with me. And from, I kept hearing from the Cybert Institute of Church Ministry that uh, there was a minister shortage and everyone was desperate for applications. Okay. Uh, Everyone was desperate to fill empty pastor positions, which is true, but I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Uh, One interview in a calendar year doesn't uh, feel like a shortage to me. Uh, Maybe my sermon samples were just bad, but I don't know. But literally nobody seemed interested, okay? Uh, I wasn't in a good position. I wasn't in a good position. I needed a well-timed, well-spoken word from God to encourage me. Now, I know it was December 19th or 20th, 
because uh, I'm a big podcast listener. I listen to all kinds of podcasts, mostly uh, theology podcasts, but I also listen to uh, a lot of science podcasts, listen to some basketball podcasts, some San Antonio Spurs podcasts, some football podcasts. Uh, I listen to uh, some science podcasts, a little bit of true crime when I'm feeling weird. But, uh, but I also like to listen to pastors that I look up to. Okay, so I listen to a lot of Eugene Peterson. Uh, Eugene Peterson, I listen to him because uh, I listen to his books and sermons because he loved being a pastor. He loved being a pastor. And so I listen to Eugene Peterson because it inspires me to want to be a better pastor. I also listen to uh, Brian Zond. I don't know if you've heard of Brian Zond, but uh, I would recommend him to anyone. He has the incredible uh, ability to share and speak about the Bible in a very uh, wonderful way. Of He tells stories. He's a great storyteller. And so I listen to Brian Zahn to inspire me to be a better storyteller. And that's who I was listening to on December 19th or 20th of last year. Just listening to Brian Zahn's latest sermon in my car. It was an Advent sermon. Uh, he was talking about Jesus being born in Bethlehem. And he started talking about how Bethlehem uh, just really isn't a great place to visit. It's kind of a rough place, honestly. If you were to visit it today, some of the things that you would see is you would see concrete walls up everywhere, graffitied walls. You'd see bullet holes in everything. Uh, you'd see that uh, it's a place of political and religious strife. Uh, a place that many folks here would say is a dangerous place to visit. Not a great travel destination. And he also talked about how Bethlehem was has pretty much always been this way. Uh, Bethlehem has been around for at least 2,000 years before Jesus. And it's kind of always been a rough place. Um, it's not highly populated. There are about 500 to 2,000 people when Jesus was born living there. It's not a travel destination. It's not big and flashy. The buildings are humble. Bethlehem is not a well-positioned place, is what he said. But regardless of those things, Bethlehem is the place that God decided to visit. And then, suddenly, I heard my well-timed, well-spoken word of encouragement. After describing the conditions of Bethlehem uh, through the podcast, Brian Zahn said, uh, you don't have to be well-positioned for God to visit you. You just got to think about that for a little bit. You don't have to be well-positioned for God to visit you. <sighs> My eyes welled up. <clears throat> I know exactly where I was. I was in the driver's seat of my car. I was in the third space to the far left in the parking lot of the, of the Brown Library at Abilene Christian University, right by the satellite of the KACU receivers. Okay, that's where I was. I know exactly where I was. For a whole year, every time I reached out to do what I thought God was calling me to do, every time it was met with next day rejection emails, no call, no interview, 
No invitation to come preach, no questions about me as a person, no curiosity about my family, no interest, no calling. It was like my dreams of serving in ministry, my calling had concrete walls around it. No getting in, no getting out. That's what it felt like. Um, But through a podcast in my car, one of the probably thousands of podcasts or at least sermons that I listened to that year, through that one, God visited me, a not well-positioned person. Exactly two weeks later, on January 3rd, I applied to Sweetwater Christian Church. And the rest isn't history. The rest is joy. The rest is joy. I hated that year of rejection, that year of waiting. But when God did come to visit me, he brought with him something that I couldn't imagine. Not just a job offer, actually two job offers. But he brought joy with him. I've been saying the last couple of weeks that during Advent, we are anticipating God's arrival, first, second, and personal. Just like in his first arrival in the not well-positioned Bethlehem, when God came to visit me in the ACU library parking lot, he brought joy. Except this time it was just for me, a not well-positioned person. Fast forward a little bit. I've been pastor here for six months now. Um, I've had a meal with almost everyone in the congregation. You know who you are if I haven't had a meal with you. Let's schedule it and let's eat together. And I've heard a lot of wonderful things about this congregation. This church has been around for 47 years, okay? There's a lot of stories where the setting is right here in this room. There's a lot of stories where the setting is right out there in the hallway or out there in the kitchen or in one of the kids' rooms or in the pastor's room or upstairs. Uh, Stories of triumph and stories of failure and really funny stories and stories of loss all reverberating in the walls of this building. Echoes of the things that God has been doing in this specific place, in this specific people for 50 almost years. It's been amazing to hear. God has done some amazing things here. Just three years ago, the leadership of this church uh, were dreaming up goals to have 75 new members in the congregation in a calendar year. And that was a tangible goal for us at one point. That was a real, actual goal we could have made. But as we all know, the story of this church, like the story of many churches across the United States, across the world, 2020 was not a year where we saw 75 new members of the congregation. It may even be more accurate to say we lost 75 members. It may be more accurate to say that we lost 75 members. Like the rest of the world, we were not immune to the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, we gave it a fighting chance. I've heard those stories. I've heard of church out in the parking lot in the middle of summer bringing chairs and setting up equipment out there. Okay, I've heard those stories. Uh, Doing a live stream 
not because it's cool, but because that's the only way we can reach people now, right? I've heard those stories. They're awesome stories. We were in a better spot than most, uh, but anytime you lose that many of your friends, that many of the people that you worship God with, uh, and losing a pastor in the middle of it all, the last three years here have been tough. It hasn't been grand. It hasn't been a visitor destination, not very populated. It hasn't been very flashy. Our humble building has seen some neglect, and we've had to use some of our, state, our savings to stay afloat. You could say, over the last three years, in many ways, Sweetwater Christian Church hasn't been well-positioned. Better off than many, no doubt about that, but not well positioned nonetheless. But I can tell you from experience, God shows up in people and in places that are not well positioned. And when God arrives, he brings joy with him. Here's the big question we face as a church family. Are we going to anticipate God's arrival here? Will we be ready when the joy of the Lord arrives in this place again? I don't know about you, but I make it a regular point to pray for the people of this church. I know that's a little bit of what you pay me for, but uh, in a very real way, um, in a real way, that's also the responsibility of everyone who calls this church a family, right? It's our job as a family to pray for God to show up here. And the whole message of Christmas is that God does show up. God shows up. So are we going to anticipate it? When Jesus arrives, are we going to be ready to receive him and the joy that he brings? He's coming. He is coming. Whether we're ready or not, just like Christmas is coming, whether we feel ready or not, will we be prepared when God comes? Like I said, the message today is uh, short, more reflective than didactic. But the truth is the truth nonetheless. God has a knack for showing up in people and in places that aren't well positioned. I believe this next year we're going to see God show up in some unexpected ways. It isn't going to be a time of just trying to survive, but a time of receiving what God has for us. We will do it together, though. We will commune with God, we will love one another, and we will serve the world. That is what we are going to do as a church. At some point, just remember to take a step back and look around and receive the joy that God brings when he does come. Let's pray together and then we'll have communion. God, make us people that receive you. We thank you that when you show up, you bring joy with you. 
And Father, we also just thank you that it's a matter of when, not if you show up. And thank you so much that you love this congregation. You love the city of Sugarland. You love the world. You love us individually. Help us to be people who anticipate the joy that you bring, the great news of joy for all people. Thank you for showing up, not just in the world, not just another time, but in us here at Sweetwater. Help us to be people who love you. Give us the grace to love you more than we do right now. In the name of Jesus, amen.